Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME-CE credit. Sally, 36 years old, is here for her well-woman exam and is due for a pap. After doing her history, you ask her to get undressed and put on a gown. When you re-enter the room, she appears tense with the paper drape wrapped around her lap and thighs. As you start to prepare for the GYN exam, Sally starts to move into position, but tears up. You ask her if she's okay, and she says, do we really have to do this today? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Susan Feeney, Assistant Professor and Director of the Nurse Practitional Tract at the University of Massachusetts Medical School Graduate School of Nursing. Hi, Susan. Hi, Frank. So I'm, I'm, I'm worried about Sally from the get-go. She seemed okay when I first walked in the room, but when I come back in and she's ready for uh, her exam, she seems really tense. Um, what should we be thinking about? Well, I mean, this actually is a comes right from my my clinical experience, and I'm sure you've probably had similar types of experiences. And um, it really speaks to the need for us to, which is the new term, trauma informed care, that we think about um, our patients' experiences and what the meaning of that is to their current care, and that to sort of honor them where they are. <clears throat> excuse me, and try to try to be aware that there may be trauma somewhere in their past that could be um, impacting their ability to access care, to care for themselves, and to get care that we need to give them. So that's my concern for Sally is, <clears throat> especially with something as, as intimate and, and intense as a, um, a GYN exam, um, it, we have to be very, very um, sensitive and cautious about that. And um, so the it's just an awareness of providers of not only what their patients may be going through but what that triggers in themselves as well we we know that rates of um women being sexually assaulted in their late teens and early adulthood are fairly common but we also have rates of adverse childhood experiences that that impact this as well do we know susan how commonly people are affected by by these sorts of trauma um, well, there was a recent study that went across 25 states that said, and this comes from the CDC, that these adverse child events or ACEs, about 61% of people surveyed in those in those states indicated that they had at least one type of an ACE event. And it doesn't necessarily <clears throat> have to be a sexual event. It could be some kind of trauma that threatens them, whether it's physical abuse or abandonment. But um, that's astonishing to think that um, and 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 we all obviously suffer from some kind of trauma at some point in our life, but it's it really depends on when it happened, the ability of the of the person to feel safe and and secure, and then what type of sequelae that takes on in their life. So I think knowing this and also understanding that it isn't just women who suffer from this, right? It's men, and we have to be cognizant of that. That this. You know, if someone just presents with a new onset of insomnia, 
you know, it may not be the fact that they're looking at their phone too much. It might be that they're tr having triggered memories of some kind of event. Um, and we just have to be very cognizant of that when we're caring for our patients. And it takes time and it takes, um, it takes some reflection on ourselves. But, you know, to meet their needs, we really do have to have this um, in the forefront of our minds. I remember back in the 90s, back in my private practice days, um, uh, having a patient, a female patient, very reluctant for things. And, and I asked her, you know, have you ever had anyone sexually assault you? This was long before anyone told me I was supposed to ask these questions. Right. And she just burst into tears. And it became part of my regular questioning back even in the in the mid 90s, because I, it was it was not a day would go by without without finding all oh, yes, you know, uncle so and so or this happened when I was a kid or I witnessed, you know, severe violence. So you're bringing up a really important topic. What does ACOG recommend we do and, and how do we apply it in our offices? Well, they are they have a, a new guideline and basically they're saying that 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 providers have to understand the prevalence and the effect of trauma and meaning that we need to integrate this into not only our assessment but in our our awareness of interactions with patients and that really we need to train ourselves and all our support staff on how to recognize trauma um, and how to function from a trauma-informed standpoint so in other words understand that people may be coming from a place where they are threatened or, or dealing with past trauma and that, that needs to be integrated in, in throughout the office and throughout the practice. And that um, feelings of physical and psychological safety, of course, are paramount. And so, for example, the example of Sally, no, we don't have to do this exam today, right? Her safety, emotional and physical safety is most important. Nothing that we have to do is 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 more important than that and that um, again we they also recommend that we should do universal screening and there are many tools out there that can be done um, safely and and um, compassionately and that in in our education systems this should be integrated into our our um, our health histories and how we gather data um, there's also, which I thought was very interesting, this came from an article from the um, from ACOG that talked about the four C's, skills in trauma-informed care, and it's calm, contain, care, and cope. And so care, calm was basically pay attention to how you feel because you may have, the provider may have, um, first of all, you may be impatient. This may be the last thing you want to deal with at this point in, in the day. That's not the important part is be aware of what you're transmitting and also maybe your own past trauma and then contain basically ask the level of detail that you need without getting without causing harm. Uh, remember to empathize and then to uh, remember to help your patient and yourself cope with this. So I thought that was a, a nice mnemonic. I, I will tell you that um, uh, what you said about, okay, Let's scrap the PAP today. Let's let's focus on how I can help you feel more secure and safe. It's it's really important, especially for men to hear, because uh, we we become very uncomfortable if we're talking about sexual abuse or incest, especially if it was a male 
perpetrating the event, you, you somehow take on some angst or anxiety about it. So it's really important to say, you know what? Screening with your Baptist today is like the hundredth thing uh, on the list. Let's 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 reassess yes. and 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 refocus. Um, yes. All right. So so Sally's upset. Can you tell me how we should handle it? So I would say, and this actually comes from my, as I said, my clinical experience. This Sally was actually a patient who I'd cared for for years who had never had an, a reaction like this, and it turned out. When I, I told her, I said, we do not have to do this today. In fact, why don't you get dressed and I'll come back in and we'll talk because having her sit there with no clothes on and a paper towel uh, was probably not the best way for her to feel comfortable. So when I came in, came back in, I mean, she was very grateful. And I said exactly what you said, you know, the pap can wait. Um, do you want to talk about what's going on? And what had happened is she'd had a triggering event that had brought back a memory of a sexual assault from uh, from college. Um, and she was really devastated. And so we were able to, you know, get her help her with some counseling. and um and and I think what it does is also focuses back on her and not our agenda. Um, you know, and just being aware that whatever it is that you have to do isn't as important as what the patient's safety and and um, in both, physical and psychological safety is more important. And I just want to remind everyone that adverse childhood uh, events correlates with depression, obesity, COPD. It correlates with a bunch of lifetime health burdens. So addressing these things when they, either through screening or when they become clinically apparent, becomes the most important thing on our list. Susan, this is a great, great discussion. Thank you so much. Thank you. Practice pointer, be sure to take time to thoughtfully assess histories of adverse childhood events or adult trauma in your patients and then support their needs and circumstances. Join us next time when we discuss a guideline that is simple and easy to follow for our patients with atrial fibrillation on DOACs who need to have an elective procedure. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primed.com slash podcast and see you next week.